Welcome to Spiritually Raw. We expose and explore controversial truths, myths, and theories surrounding the spirit world. Guests include investigators, debunkers, and skeptics of the supernatural, unexplained, and flat-out unimaginable. Content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw, and topics quite often are for mature audiences only. This show is not intended to replace any medical, financial, or legal advice, and is for entertainment purposes only. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I know you have a show to watch. So let me get real quick into this with you. Okay, so Ascended Masters, you're watching right now, browse, select, ascend. It's very easy to use. All you have to do is scroll down here, you're going to see the different categories, sessions, courses, products, entertainment, books, conscious business growth. All you do is you simply click on the category that's resonating with you or that you're in need of. And you're going to see a video directory of some of the greatest minds out there. And within five to seven minutes, you'll find out who that person is, what their style is, and if they're going to help you on your your journey call life. It's a very easy, very easy formula to follow right here. And also too, if you're one of those who does have a product or service that you think that will be a benefit to others, and you'd like to be on Ascended Masters, our email is in the description below. It's askspirituallyrawgmail.com. We'll set up a time to chat and see how you can make a difference in the world for people. So hope you're enjoying the site, everybody. Thanks for sharing this and much love to you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. We'll see you next time. Hello, everybody. How are you? And welcome to Spiritually Raw. And as always, thank you so much for your energy exchange with us today. And we hope you woke to the most miracle morning and are also having the most fortunate day today. Marguerite Regalioso is our soul <laughs> sister here with us today. So um, you probably have seen her. She's all around there. So, um, But if you haven't, April will get you up to speed of who she is in just a second. Thank you all for connecting with us. Thanks for staying um, you know, really energetically with us here. Our links are in the description below. If you haven't already, kindly hit the subscribe button, turn on the likes and notification bell so you are aware and we get great guests like Marguerite. Yeah. So what else? Am I missing anything there? No, I think you got it all. I got it again. So our soul sister today, Marguerite, what you about you? You guys her? are yeah? gonna love this topic, the virgin birth. What? Yes, I this I I love uh, your everything that you talk about. Uh, first of all, we love and you are going to dispel the mystery behind the virgin birth and we are so super excited to talk about it today so let me guide let me just bring you guys up to date real quick on who is marguerite in case you have not for any reason seen her before marguerite regalioso she is an expert on the sacred room chakra divine conception and birth mother mary and the world of the fae marguerite is the global authority on the virgin birth what she has to share about the hidden histories and the modern day implications have been making huge, and I mean huge, groundbreaking waves. This is really going to like blow your mind. She's the author of several books, including The Mystery Tradi Tradition of the Miraculous Conception, Mary in the Lineage of Virgin Birth. She's the founder and director of the Seven Sisters Mystery School, an esteemed, esteemed spiritual mentor and divine feminine teacher you can connect with her at her website and it's all the um descriptions and links are going to be in the description at the seven sisters mystery school.com and if you want to see her in person make sure to check her out she's going to be at the sedona ascension retreat um i believe it's march 18th to the 21st again all the links are going to be in the description and um, Susan Ross, who she's the host of it, make sure to use our code spiritualworld10 and you will get a 10% discount on your tickets as well. So thank you, Marguerite, for joining us today. We're super excited to have you on the show today. You're welcome, April and Jay. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, yeah, thank for sure. You. So uh, let's dive right in if we can. So um, womb chakras, world of the fae, virgin birth, miraculous conception, what draws someone like yourself into that and says, okay, this is going to be my journey to really talk about this. Like, how were you drawn into all this? <laughs> you know, it, it just sort of happened along the way, but I was always kind of a mystical child. Like even in church, Catholic church, I would always, I would go and I would try to go deeper with what the priest was saying, which was usually a boring homily, <laughs> you know, but I would, I would try, I, I just, there was something in me always and um, and the times maybe you have had this experience when Mary Magdalene would pop up, you know, right around Easter. I was like, there's something to that. Right. Who's that? Who's that? You know, so I, I always had kind of a mystical bent. 
And I had a huge initiation into the realms of the other worlds when my mother died when I was 10 years old. So that puts you in touch with what's on the other side, who, what, where, why, and how. (laughs) So that, that was a big initiation. But then, I mean, in terms of how I, um, you know, I, I, I started getting into the sacred feminine in my thirties, you know, like, I don't know, what is it, 30 years ago now. Um, Which is now just really coming into the forefront now. So that's even more interesting that you're, we're literally way ahead of our current time right now. Well, little tip, you know, for viewers, um, I have been told in my medicine ceremonies that I've done that I am 20 to 35 years ahead of my time in terms of what I say and what I teach. So that was born out in that now everybody's goddess this priest is that but you know back 30 35 years ago patriarchy nobody knew what that meant and nobody really had any you thought the goddess was totally weird or flaky or you know the greek (laughs) pantheon or whatever so um i mean i just started getting into this i went to the california institute of integral studies And then I did start on the sacred medicine path, you know, opening my consciousness, but it was really kind of a mix of that. And then um, just going with my intuition, um, getting psychically trained and and going with all these topics in graduate school that I was fascinated about. And eventually I decided that I was going to do like the world treatise on priestesses of ancient Greece. So um, I started looking up all of these references to them. And meanwhile, I had had this sort of downpour of information one fine day. I was perfectly not on, you know, and the downpour was, wow, virgin birth is a real thing. And I had already been hearing, um, I think a little bit from Drunvalo Melchizedek, who said that his, his guide Thoth said that virgin birth was a real thing, you know, but I really got it in my body. And so as I was going through all of those priestess shards and references in the ancient Greek histories and legends and myths, I started finding this whole huge thing that was like, virgin birth is real, you know, these women were doing it. And of course, right with and on the heels of that, I realized, oh my gosh, you know, Mother Mary, she did not act alone. (laughs) And so huge revelation. Yeah, she did not act alone. And more, more than that, I really was able to understand what she was doing. And then when I looked at this sort of repressed, suppressed gospel, Uh, of hers known as the infancy gospel of James, which was originally called birth of Mary, all, all the stuff that's not in the new Testament, it's um, material about her birth, her divine birth of her mother, Anne. her. So she's in a lineage of women who know how to do this. And then her infancy and childhood being already raised as a divine birth priestess from the beginning, then her going into the temple being raised by these virgins, of the temple. So, you know, it's just been kind of a road. And in and around that, um, I started learning about the Holy Womb Chakra teachings from India, these ancient suppressed teachings also, that um, a a Hindu saint named Sri Kaleshwar brought forth. And it turns out that according to him, Mother Mary was using these practices and processes, these mantras, these yantras. So I got trained and certified in that. And of course, you know, at some point, I just started realizing, hey, the fairies are real, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, just these things that come to people, right? You're either born with it, or it's like, you start realizing one day that, you know, and, and I went to um, Jack Purcell channeling Lazarus and went to his big workshop on this. And it totally opened me where I met my fairy ally. And um, from there, can we backtrack just for one second? Because that was a lot of information, a lot of info. So let's everybody take a breath. We'll just just say that, you know, they've gotten in my heart, mind, blood, and, you know, I'm going to be on a road with them uh, going forward as well. 
That's that awesome. Day. So um, I, like do, I wonder- 13 different shows in this. I know, right there's, so there's so much to There's so much to unpack in what you just said. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanna make sure I'm pronouncing right. It's called Parth, Parthogenesis? Parth- Parthenogenesis. Parth- Parthenogenesis, okay. And yeah, that is so the actual good. term for what you're saying is a real, true, live virgin birth. So <clears throat> can we take that apart just for starters yeah. and then we'll work through yeah. the rest of it? Yeah, okay. so parthenogenesis is the scientific term for conception without male sperm. And it comes from the Greek parthenos, which means maiden or virgin, and gignesthai, which means to be born. So it means to be born of a virgin or born of a maiden. Now, scientifically, it has been shown to happen in the, in, you know, the animal world, and it can be induced through things like electric shock and chemical means. There have been experiments in this regard. So there is like a biological precedent for it. Um, but what I'm talking about is a spiritual practice, a tantric practice of women, a shamanic practice that goes back millennia. All right, thousands of years, and may point to um, an earlier form of conception in, on the part of the human race. So, par- the pure parthenogenesis, where that egg goes boop, you know, and, and starts dividing and turns into a zygote and turns into a fetus and turns into a baby, um, that is one practice that I believe Mother Mary practiced. It's like the most difficult, highest form of it. But then there were other practices that were related that were kind of, they were degenerated from there where like priestesses could conceive in their bodies, but they were actually having sex on the astral plane with a a disembodied God. Mm -hmm. And then there was the um, hieroskamos or sacred marriage type like what the Egyptian queens did with the pharaohs where there was a sexual intercourse, but it was understood that the spirit, that the energy that was coming through the the, the then pharaoh was the god Ra. And he was who was impregnating the woman. So it was a kind of a divine birth in that way. So there were various different types. So it started started out like at the highest level, like Mary, and then it would, it started to get diluted as the ages yeah marguerite when they were go, when when they would go to these uh to have sex in like in another plane if you would were they were they conscious of what they were doing were they oh saying, yeah we're going to make yeah uh, meet a meet a mate in the other yeah. room. they were so they knew what they were doing yeah they were and some of those though were rapes that's the thing with this rape of the maiden thing in greece it was that these women would start off their ritual trying to have parthenogenesis but like it's sharks sniffing around, you know, these male gods would come in on the process and sometimes trick them into making it look like they were something else or sometimes rape them. And then eventually the women kind of started going along with that process. So then we have like Olympias, the mother of Alexander the Great is said to have conceived Alexander this way by a sex act with Amun-Ra, Zeus in his form as Amun-Ra. So we're, we're talking about, we're starting to get into really deep mysteries, sex mysteries, mysteries of this dimension versus other dimensions, who and what are the gods, who and what are these priestesses, what is the female womb capable of, uh, you know, and, and how has this practice also been misused in addition to the digressing that happened over time? Mother Mary was like a throwback to the original form. So she was coming in the Roman Empire. Imagine this. It's like all reptilian heaven over, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. in the world. And she comes in as like, boom, here's an avatar that I'm weaving from, you know, my whole entire body in connection with Mother Divine. Um but she was able to do that. She was probably the highest adept that we know of that was able to, you know, in addition to her mother, Anne. And, and she, was, um, she was taught, right? Like from, from, taught. from a very early age, she was literally being groomed to have this type of a birth, right? Yeah. By virtue, first of all, of her mother giving birth to her parthenogenetically. All right. 
So that's what's in that gospel, the infancy gospel of when James. When she went and did that, when Mary, when Mother Mary went there, did she know that her immaculate conception was going to be someone named Jesus or the concept of Jesus, if you would, that was going to come through? Did she know it was going to be that impactful of a human being? Um, and the ones that did go there that do do this, like you, like you mentioned before, Alexander Great was yeah. possibly created immaculately like that. The ones that did have that, are all of those, those children be, that were born on that, are they all someone of an Alexander yeah. Jesus type person? Yeah, they're all supernatural beings. They have supernatural powers, but they can walk in the human body. They're avatars, okay? So yes, Mother Mary knew that she was going to bring in a great avatar who is going to be a walking, you know, ascension parade 24 <laughs> seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was part of the Holy Family, I believe. Uh, I believe it was part of their um, plan you know, all along was to bring in this super high level being. All virgin births are to bring in a supernatural being who can walk the human path. Uh, some of them are higher than others, depending on the level of integrity of the priestess and depending on the form of the conception and depending on uh, the intention with it. So someone like Olympias, rest her soul, you know, was working with um, a different kind of technology with Amun-Ra. And so she's bringing in kind of a more problematic being like Alexander, whereas um, uh, like uh, the, the mothers of Plato, mm -hmm. uh, Pedicune, the mother of Plato and, and Pythias, the mother of Pythagoras, were working at a higher vibration with Apollo, the god Apollo, and they conceived that way and gave birth to, to those two beings parthenogenetically, but with the, with the male gods um, influence. Now take mother, a grandmother, Anne, mm -hmm. she gave birth to mother Mary all by herself as well, parthenogenetically. Um, and are they trained? I mean, first I, I would imagine it would take many, many, many years to- And lifetimes. And lifetimes. And like, okay. You and see, lifetime. because this was the final lifetime of Mother Mary. Sri Kaleshwar said she had millions of lifetimes. Let's use that as a metaphor for many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she had many lifetimes to perfect herself and achieve ascension. Uh, so, as a result of being born an avatar, she already was a divine being. As a result of giving birth to an avatar, she was doubly divine. And when she had her sacred death passage, she ascended to full goddesshood, you know, kind of like the envy of all priestesses right. today, like, hey, exactly. let's become the goddess. Well, she did it. And guess what? Interestingly, um, Rudolf Steiner, the great seer, said that Isis was Mother Mary's incarnation prior to her being Mary. Hmm. And Plato affirms that Isis walked a human life. You know, she was a netter. Mm -hmm. So she was a, an ascension. She was already on an ascension path as well. But she wanted, Mother Mary wanted the piece de resistance. So, you know, she's, she's uh, testing out the final stage just before full parthenogenesis with Osiris in a technology that involved the phallus an artificial phallus. So that story about Osiris being torn to pieces and then Isis couldn't find the phallus, she had to make one. That's a dildo. That's a sacred dildo being used in that sex magic practice with Osiris guiding it on the other side to give birth to Horus. And she was able to do that, to give birth to this divine being. She's like, great, okay, got it down. Now, next lifetime, I'm doing it. Right. I got divinely born, first of all, from my mother, I, so that I have the tools and the capabilities to go really high with this. And then I'm going to give birth to a being that it's his first incarnation, according to Sri Kaleshwar. He's a totally divine, you know, Shiva male made out of the fabric of the universe. You know, that, that's why what it, Mary is said to be weaving at the time that she's conceiving mm -hmm. because she's weaving universal you know energy and into matter and she gives birth to one such as jesus who is they just go the whole nine months 
Yeah, she okay. did. She carried for nine months, like any human woman. Um, but she may have had a very interesting kind of birth of Jesus, which is in that gospel that there was a lot of light. She may have been able to do it without pain. Um, she did it on her own before the midwife could even get back into the cave. Joseph had to go off and find a midwife. So, you know, there are lots of these tidbits that are in my book, The Mystery Tradition of Miraculous Conception. If people want to get that, it's very readable. Um, and I have a couple of other earlier books about the cult of divine birth in ancient Greece. And then another one, Virgin Mother Goddesses of Antiquity, where I lay out all the academic research and documentation for how this was going on in Greece. Marguerite, can I ask Summer you, like, with, today's, uh, with today's technology, so that happened back then, it was, and, and from what we're understanding, it was more than just Mother Mary that this was, that was yes. doing this. In today's technology, fast forwarding to 2022, are we at a point right now where it is happening right now and we're just shut down from it? Number one, number two, if it isn't, is it going to be happening? You know, since we were talking about you being ahead of the curve 25, 30 years, is right. it going to be happening where we're going to start witnessing more and more of this? Right. right. Well, I was shown that it was going to be a few generations, at least 35 years before women actually received the technologies again to be able to do this fully. I've, um, I do though know of people who have given divine conceptions. Um, there are some stories, um, one that I talk about in, in the book, uh, the story of a so-called Lori who conceived, but she was not practicing divine birth. This happened to her as a breatharian, which it looks like that was one of the things is you have to be on, an, on a prana diet, you know, to be able to do this. Yeah. And uh, you have to be totally purified. You can't eat anything that's going to have to come through your menstruation to expel because you have to be pure. So um, I, I do know, and I've talked about some examples. There's a Hindu woman who has claimed to conceive that way. There's a woman down in Mexico who conceived with Quetzalcoatl. There may, for all I know, be an unbroken lineage of these women hmm. that is seriously, secretly underground. Right. And then, what I've discerned is that this was also used and hijacked by um, the negative high frequency beings in order to um, incorporate the leaders of the Illuminati. And I would say royal families and so forth. It, the royal families were originally supposed to be divinely born mm -hmm. in a pure way. Mm -hmm. King Arthur being the last legitimately divinely born king. But um, with the hijacking, of this practice and everything else about women's wombs, uh, it became misused to bring in, you know, demon seed, essentially. Is, is this a lot of the reason why they've suppressed the feminine energy because of the power of this uh, divine type of birth that could have been created all throughout these centuries? Yeah, it's one of them. And then simply the womb itself um, can, you know, Sri Kaleshwar has a process whereby a couple can have what he calls a divine child. It's a higher, higher vibrational being. And it's a two mantra process where the couple engages in one of the mantras while engaging in union. And then after the conception, the mother engages in another mantra as much as she can. Um, so there are many, many things that the, the womb can do, many powers that it can have, healing this and that. So of course it had to be shut down. Mm -hmm. um, just normal conception that will bring in a high level being had to be shut down. The knowledge of what else can come and go from the womb and what else the womb can do in terms of healings and so forth had to be shut down. Um, also so that these breeding programs could happen where uh, the women could all be abducted, be it by, you know, various types of beings, now the gray aliens and so forth, where people are like, what, you know? Um, so everybody's waking up to what the womb is all about. And we have to become the guardians and the gatekeepers of planet earth again, saying, no, you will not use my eggs to come to bring your breed into this, where whatever reality. Right. Um, and yes, we want divine birth back, as a high priestess practice to bring more avatars onto the planet so that we can raise our vibration back up. And we also want to be having every child be a divine, you know, a divine birth 
in terms of a high frequency being. And every, you know, we could say that all children are divine, all people are divine, but it's like layers and stacks of it and dimensions of it um, that, that uh, you know, by raising these vibrations and having these technologies used, you can bring higher and higher vibrational energies onto the planet and help with the global ascension. For sure. Um, I want to uh, go back to real quick on um, Jesus and the, and the birth, because there is so much mystery behind that. Yeah. The, the Magi and Joseph. So was Joseph her husband or was he a guardian? He was and a guardian. He was a what guardian. I find is that all these women, these so-called husbands were not really husbands. They were divine guardians that were guarding the womb of the high priestess. So we have this in the case of Mother Mary with Joseph, although Joseph, by that time, it was a degenerated age, the Roman Empire. And you can see in the gospel that he's always reluctant. He does not want to be her guardian, but it, he they do a divining rod, you know, activity and he's given her and he's like, oh, my God, you know. He doesn't even believe that she's had a divine birth at first. And the angel has to come to her and then slap him upside the head and say, look, you know, she's a divine birth priestess. Okay. This is a divine child. You better protect her. And he kind of got with the program after that. Right. The guardian Anne's, Anne's partner, Joachim is a guardian. And then their ancestress, Sarah, the mother of the biblical Isaac, who miraculously gives birth in her elder years, just like Anne does. Her partner is Abraham. Um, again, it's not really a conjugal marriage, okay? And so um, that's what we find. And, and Claire Hartsong who channeled the Anna Grandmother of Jesus and the Anna Voice of the Magdalene's uh, books, really brought, brought forth that these male partners actually energetically held space for these women. Mm. Okay, now this did not happen in the case of Joseph because he was a little bit out to lunch and, you know, he went off, he went off on a building, he was a carpenter, he went off on a building project, leaving so that part is true. He was a carpenter. Was a carpenter. And she had she got pregnant while he was away. And so he didn't really have any part of it. Backtrack though to Anne. And while she's conceiving in, in her uh, altered state ritual, Joachim is on a vision quest. So he's in the desert and he is praying. So he you can see there that there's some help going on, right? Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, there, there are stories about Abraham and Sarah uh, that I dig into in one of the chapters about Anne as well, showing that she was a high priestess of divine conception and what her relationship with Abraham really was, et cetera, et cetera. Did everybody like Joseph that was the guardian, for example, and, you know, he was, uh, sounds like an unwilling participant, would it be at fair first. to say? At first, so uh, were they were they all when they're chosen like that? So did you get a sense of, or do you have a sense you could share with us of like the the Josephs of the world, or if you would, the, the male part of it? How was that even set up for them to even have this conversation? Was it an angel that came to them and said, "Okay, guys, here's what it's going to look like. Do your part. You know, play nice. Right. You know, like, well, like, how, what did it even look like?" Right. In the case of Joseph, the, the high priest of the temple, Zechariah at the time, who was the husband of guess who? Elizabeth, who divinely gave birth to John the Baptist. That was my next and question. Elizabeth, according to one part of uh, the Islamic tradition, was Anne's sister. So you see, it's all in the family. Mm -hmm. Zechariah called all the widowers of the town to see who's going to be the guardian of this Mary. And Joseph, the sign comes when Joseph picks back his rod and a, a, a dove comes out of it. That's a supernatural event. And Zechariah's like, okay, you're the lucky winner. And he's like, what? I'm like old, you know, <laughs> I'm old. This is embarrassing because it was kind of seen as a marriage, mm -hmm. you know, but the, but the, the, the age difference was so great. You know, she's like 12 and he's probably right. in his forties, whatever, you know? Um, so he didn't, he wouldn't, he was embarrassed to be seen as like a husband guardian of this, of this woman. Um, whereas 
Now, you know, Claire Hartsong, if you read her books, she may have a little bit of a different take that, that they were all in agreement or, or what have you. But we know that Zechariah, Anne's husband or, you know, partner, right? They were holy people from the get-go. They knew they had a holy role. The Islamic Quran tells us that they were held in high, high esteem as favored along with, you know, Noah, and <laughs> I mean, all these major people, okay? So um, they were part of a holy retinue, right? And I think there's a lot that we don't know from the texts that we're gonna have to intuit and pull out of the ethers and so forth. Um, I discuss Abraham and his role, you know, that he, he knew he was kind of a guardian caretaker. He was the half brother of, of Sarah, you mm -hmm. know? So like there was all this um, going on. I mean, these were, these were lineages, these were families. And so some of the men were a little bit more with it than others in terms of agreeing to this guardian role, this support role and so forth. You know, fast forward to the Knights, the Grail, King Arthur. I'm gonna be doing a course on this because it's, we have to look at all the divine birth motifs there. Mm -hmm. That was divine birth that was still trying to happen, you know, 500 and 600 AD. But there was so much interference at that point that uh, Guinevere was not able to have that divine birth. Um, that brings us to my next question. Noah, was he a divine birth as well? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know that we can make that case from the Bible, but somebody could channel on it and see what what comes through speaking of the channeling on it how do, what where do you go to get this information how do you how do you retrieve uh, it it you know this research was mainly done academically with my intuition as the guardian very occasionally i would go into sacred medicine states and mainly it would just connect some dots put two and two together give me a little bit more information or validate something. Um, but it was mainly my intuition and my intellect as a figure eight. So I get a downpour intuitionally like, wow, you know, I'd, um, I'd have to think on what, but this was going on all the time as I was in the nine months that I was initially doing this research back in, you know, 20, 2004, five, six. Okay. Um, so I, I just have, a, I've always had a strong connection with my intuition and I would get flashes of insight. Then I would read these academic books and these myths and things like that. And um, I would get further insights from that. Or sometimes I'd get an insight, then I'd have to prove it in the books. And I was able to do that like all the time. So um, Th this process of intellect plus intuition was really strong. In and the medicine you're referring to, would that be plant medicine? Plant medicine. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The nine months of research that you did, is there any symbolism to the nine months of? Well, you know, as it turns out, kind of that's what it ended up being in terms of the actual writing. Mm -hmm. So I had been doing some research prior, but the writing of the dissertation, you know, I'd have to go back through the calendar, but I'm pretty sure it was nine months, you know, and I would be sometimes so um like the fire hose had been turned on this energy was coming through me this information was coming through me i would sometimes have to lie down in my office and just be like because it was so intense and luckily i had a partner at the time who was able to support me in this i mean he had he had introduced me to the medicine road um robert owings and he was able to hold it and, and um, be my, you know, Emma Young or whatever, uh, and, you know, help give me some ideas at times and just help me feel like I wasn't crazy. Because there were, there were times when I was writing, I was like, this is crap, this is ridiculous, you know, but then, you know, I would just get these altered open states naturally. And I'd be like, no, I have to keep going. I have to keep going. And, and it was weird, because while I was writing it, I, I hardly spoke to anyone. I felt like, it would burst a balloon if I did. I, it, I just had to keep this baby inside of me. And I just thought, okay, after the book was published, the dissertation was published was one part of it. Then the two books, I was like, 
okay, if anything happens to me now, I've done, you know, the major part of what I needed to do on this planet. And, you know, but as it's turned out, it's continued to go on and on. And just when I think like I'm done, it's going to continue well, to go on and on and on. Stuff comes it's out. Not stopping. You know, so. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, because you are so connected to this subject and, uh, and, and how you're able to absorb all the information is incredible. Do you think it has to do anything with something from your past lives? Yes. And that was one thing that came through early on in one of my medicine ceremonies. Um, the story is that I had a narcissus flower in the house and, um, I realized that the narcissus is what Persephone was looking at when she got abducted into the underworld. So I had this experience of Zeus coming through the, the narcissus flower. Whoa. And I was like, holy crap. And I, I, I don't think I've ever actually spoken about this um, in, a, in an interview, but I had the feeling that he wanted to have sex with me. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then what came is that um, I, on the heels of that was the realization that I was, I had all this information about divine birth because in a previous life, I had been a divine birth priestess and I had broken my divine, my virgin vow, which was what to remain a virgin and give birth through parthenogenesis. Wow. And I, broke that virgin vow with Zeus because he tricked me. Mm. Fast forward and fast forward to, um, I am now, this is a couple of years later, I'm in um, Ashland, Oregon, giving a workshop to women on this these divine birth information that I've been given. And one of the women channels that night, she is a, she channels the Pleiades. She goes into a medicine state and she channels the Pleiades. And the Pleiades basically tell me that I am the reincarnation of Danai, who was the mother of Perseus. And I was like, oh, that's the life. Hmm. Because what happened with Danai, and it was so weird because I'm like, I had written out the entire family tree of Danai as a part of my dissertation. It's like, who does that? No one. The family this tree. Is be, this is before uh, no you one. got, this is before, before you this got. whole thing. While I'm writing this. Uh. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, that's the life. So the story there is that Danai is a divine birth priestess. Zeus tricks her and comes to her as a shower of gold and impregnates her with Perseus. And that's the worst, most dastardly trip of all because these women were using light in order to conceive in this way, mm -hmm. golden light. Yeah. So he comes in as oh, golden light, tricks me. And before I know what's happening, I'm impregnated with Perseus by him. And, okay. And because there's an orgasm that has to happen. And once the woman is like going over the cliff of the orgasm, you can't pull back. Right. And then that's when you realize with horror, what has actually happened. Mm. Realize with horror, what had actually happened. I gave birth to Perseus. Who's Perseus? Perseus is the one who cut the head off Medusa. Right. Okay. I had had this thing with Medusa. I was horrified. I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to the history of humanity that Medusa's head got cut off. Now I'm figuring out why, because, but the weird thing about this is that Perseus was doing it to actually protect his mother. She, this King guy wanted him, her as his wife. She wanted to go back to being a virgin. She didn't want that. And he said, okay, well, you're going to have to, your son's going to have to get me the head of Medusa and then I won't rape you or take you as a wife. So Perseus did this like kind of under duress. It wasn't, he didn't even really want to. Oh. And, and then I, um, it is, it, it turns out the guy raped me anyway. The guy raped me anyway. So it's just one of those, that's what I got from intuition and medicine. So when you come back, when you come back forward in this lifetime, when you get that information about who you were, and you get back, is that a, uh, 
Is that like a DNA or a lineage or something that needs to be complete for you in this lifetime? So when we go, when we look at past lives, you know, there's one theory of it is like, all right, we'll shake it off. It's done. You know what I mean? Kind of move yeah. forward. Where what you're doing right now, it's, it's it feels Trying like a continuation. The, is, yeah. this, is this somewhat of a closure for you or like, yeah. more like hey, hey, listen, there's what karmic really amends. Yeah. Yeah. It's karmic amends. Mm-hmm. And also I had to do big karmic amends for Medusa. So I ended up doing all these rituals to reattach Medusa's head. I had women in Italy, 14 cities. They were doing this in 2014. And before I knew any of this, I was having my um, priestesses in my divine birth class. We did a reattaching Medusa's head because guess what? She was a divine birth priestess. Mm. She was raped by Poseidon in Athena's temple. So the depiction of Medusa that we watch on TV or in the books like that, she was not like that. Right. He was an African priestess with dreadlocks. I got it. Okay. All right. So, Oh, well that explains a lot. Okay. She was an African high priestess who could give divine conception. Where was was raped by Poseidon? And this is like an interdimensional interspecies rape because she gave birth to uh, Pegasus. Mm -hmm. So now they're telling us they're messing around with interspecies grafting that should never happen and lisa renee has blown the whistle on this that that they these beings you know all species want only their own they're not sexually attracted to other beings so there has to be manipulation rape or something like that in order to have these breeding programs go on so that was sort of an example of that and also um you know um that that female Europa who had sex with the bull mm-hmm. and gave birth to the Minotaur. That's another right. type of example of this kind of genetic manipulation from interdimensional beings with human women. Horrible. The Watchers is another thing of the Bible. It's right in the Bible. The Watchers were looking at human women, desired them, and 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 they had this projection technology. It's described in this mm-hmm. Revelation of Adam uh, text. They have this projection technology where they can go into the mind of the woman as she's having sex with this with her husband and they can appear to them they can appear to the woman as a handsome man the woman now is now connecting with him mm. and the perception is his baby not her husband's baby and the way they knew this is that how that's how the giants came onto the planet i was gonna say is that where the nep is that how the nephilim the nephilim. nephilim were born giants and mm-hmm. yeah, because they just started out as little bitty fetuses, mm-hmm. came out of the mothers, and then they're like, holy crap. So like there's been so much interdimensional stuff. And and you know, Lisa Renee, the channeler, is on this. Um, I haven't spoken to her personally. I, I'm waiting, you know, for to be introduced to be able to talk to her about this because I think I have the virgin birth piece of it. You know, she's got the breeding programs abduction piece of it. It fits and- perfectly. It's a perfect marriage. I mean now. Finally, it makes sense. It all connects now. It makes all connecting. sense. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it only connected this year for me with all of this realizing, oh my God, wow, this is all part of this use of human material, use of human DNA, these breeding, these hybriding experiments. Virgin birth is part of it. Satanic birth is part of it. Mm-hmm. Wow, we got to clean this up, ladies. And it starts with your holy womb chakra. And basically anybody, any gender can uh, purify your womb chakra and connect with it because everybody has the Nada Bindu point inside, which is connected to the holy womb of Mother Divine. So we've all got to clean this up. I got a question too. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. okay, so whew, that what you just said, dot, 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 perfectly connects. The question now is, and I mean, I'm, I'm pretty leaning to say that it is still going on because back, you know, you were talking about the projection, right? They were using projection technology into the women and creating now these births. Um, how can, I mean, number one, do you think it's still going on today? And number two, how can women protect themselves? Yeah. I think the breeding programs are still going on today, regardless of what they're saying that, oh, it's over now. Really? I'm still hearing about people who are like pregnant three months and then all of a sudden their baby's gone. Right. Hello. That's an abduction. All right. Um, 
I think it's still going on. I think that the hybriding is, is going to go on until all of humanity awakens and says no. And we are all gonna have to say no. And protection can come in a number of ways. I mean, I know this one um, process, the Holy Womb Chakra teachings, where you purify your womb, you clear it. It's like taking a big old cosmic shower by doing mantras for three months and getting rid of any an unwanted sexual touch, abduction energy, um, heartbreak, da-da-da-da-da, and getting really clear and clean again and, and accessing, starting to intuitively access the power of your womb. And then, you know, all sorts of things. We need to have like channeling circles where we're like, oh my God, this went on, that went on. Um, okay. Uh, just simple psychic techniques that everyone can access at night. You put golden light around you. You put the guardians around you. You ask them to come and guard your astral space, your dream space. You put a mirror that faces out all around you. You say absolutely no to any unwanted visitations. You know, you have to really get clear in the dream state and the sleep state because right. that's when this crap goes on. Yep. You know, people have been talking exactly. right now for, and it's starting to come more and more. You just did a show on it, um, the celebrating the goddess. So there's this whole goddess vibe. There's this whole goddess energy, you know, you, the time of the goddess kind of thing like this. So with the goddess being that connected, which I think many people acknowledge more to the, to the divine like that, the, the male or the masculine energy in this world right now, what role will that inevitably play? You know, as right. the goddess energy starts to open up, will the mat will that will that revert to like more of like I say a watcher status? Like, hey, you know, look out for her, look out for her. I mean, how do you see that playing out as you look? Right, at right. Well, the masculine has been as hijacked and suppressed as the feminine by the controller beings onto our planet, which happen to have more of a male valence because they are refugees from their own planets where the queens wouldn't have any part of it. Their shit. They're like, bye-bye. So they're going off looking and marauding for sexual gratification and energy sucking and all this and that. And that's the large part of the controllers are in that masculine valence energy. So what did they do? One of the first things they had to do was separate hierogamic union, male, female, natural bonding, love, etc. They had to um, either emasculate or overly pump up the human males and totally suppress the females. And this has been what's going on. So when men are either emasculated or too pumped up, um, it's because again of these breeding programs that have just gone on and on and on and on to pump up all these hormones and whatnot and so on that we just don't even need. And so we're gonna have to epigenetically uh, fix our DNA uh, using various um, you know, techniques of meditation, and uh, using light, flames of light, sound healing technologies, they're, you know, high superfoods and to get back into our balance, masculine, feminine, and then really explore what is the natural Lemurian role of the male and the female. That's going to be uh, an education project for that's all of us. I was to say that that's starting all over again. Start starting the learning process all over again. Yeah, part yeah. of it is protection, but part of it, the protection majorly came in as all this was going on and the marauding on the female was happening. The men had to go into high gear with their protection mode, but that's not what they're all about. Like that's exhausting, you know? Yeah. I mean, we just want to be having Eden and having fun again. All right. Naturally working the male-female polarities, um, you know, creatively. And uh, right. So and understanding what the male female is within our own bodies, you know, that kind of thing. So I think this is to be continued. This is this is to be co-channeled by men and women. And, you know, um, so channeled. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. Co-created, co-retrieved yeah. from the Akasha and then created anew because there, there's the fractal it continues on. It's not just what was in the past. It's like, wow, how are we moving into the future with all this? So Marguerite, exactly. with, all, with all of that then being said of everything we are learning so far from here today, then all of a sudden pops this uh, figure, boom, Mary Magdalene. 
who's who and who and how does she play into this whole thing and is it even relevant to what we're talking about right now oh, yes very much so because she okay so mother mary is the one who gives birth to the avatar mm -hmm. mary magdalene is the high priestess who goes into a sacred marriage right and with the avatar and gives birth to the rest of the lineage was it virgin birth as well i don't think so I think they were in Tantra. I think they were working That's at the highest level. Of because my, I was writing down when you were talking <clears throat> Tantra and Kundalini. From your perspective, is that a double edged sword? Was it played as um, a spiritual component, but was it also being played by these um, extraterrestrials? Yes, absolutely. To open up to get their seed onto the planet this is a lot what was happening in egypt as as we can historically look at it and the, and then there are many histories that have been hidden and so forth so yes tantra can be for high divine birth and it can also be hijacked virgin parthenogenesis can be used for high divine birth and it can also be hijacked a regular old couple can bring in a high vibration being or they can bring in a lower vibration being. Mm -hmm. So we want to get more clear on who do we want to bring onto the planet now? Mm -hmm. You know, do we want to keep bringing on debilitated souls who have been through lifetimes of hell and they're completely shot up and traumatized before they even get here? Then they have another lifetime of trauma and abuse and da 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 da. And now we're all in this soup together going, holy gosh. Do you know if there's a lineage right now of Jesus and Mary Magdalene that's still alive that that is here in our time? That I don't know. I mean, I do know that it is claimed that the Merovingian kings came out of that line, but you know, there was a lot of degeneration that started already with all of that. It could be that there is there is an unbroken lineage that there's somebody who knowingly or unknowingly yep. is a lineage holder of this. Um, the thing is, here's the thing about that those lineages have to be renewed like every once in a while so it would be so watered down by now that it's like that's not who we're looking for you know we're, what we're looking for is we're looking for the divine birth within ourselves now mm -hmm. we're looking for this divine activation of the union and male and female within that then creates our divine that's a technology the wedding chamber they call it it, it we unify the male and female within it creates our divinity and it helps us to be able to clean up our dna to go back to the original human template of the divine human dna by our original creators and that's where we can go now so we don't have to depend on divine birth priestesses now we all can have this divine rebirth within us and that's what we're being called to do at this momentous time on the earth. This is such miraculous information. First of all, thank you so much for sharing it and connecting all the dots. It's just absolutely incredible. I feel like so much later. I feel like I've just yeah. all these years you've been wondering how was this possible? Yeah. Well, we just cleared it all up. That's number I one. <laughs> thank you. Um, number two, how amazing would it be? Because like you said, it's going to be a relearning process, right? And now you have all these beautiful young children, the crystal children and, um, you know, the star children and so forth and all these ones that are being born now to yeah, be anyway, taught. you know, anyway, <laughs> anyway, exactly. Without divine conception, right? They're coming yeah, in, they're coming in and for them to be taught this knowledge what power that would create and restructure the entire human globe. race. Yeah. Human race, exactly. Um, would, 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 yes, would be absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you know what I'm getting right now, April? We're meant to throw the yoke off of all these tamperings, these DNA experiments and so forth. They're, they're waiting with bated breath to see if we can do this, if we can like epigenetically fix ourselves back to the original divine human blueprint, 
right beyond letting go of all of the lizard you know energies and whatever else came in gray alien blah 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 <laughs> and just get back to that boom yes divine walking netters on the planet again i think that is a road that is open to some people now probably people have been probably people looking at this laughing going yeah we knew that you know okay you're waking up great uh <laughs> get a few other people to wake up about it but i think this is a grand experiment of our own you know you mentioned oh, that sure. you mentioned for that sure. uh you know the world would have to kind of awaken up if you would to really make these changes but let's say for example like you know obviously you can look at april and see she's inspired by this and other women wake up like this you obviously mm -hmm. are doing this as a mission here what what if it is like that do you individually get the breakthroughs that you're looking for or are you needing like hey we all got to get this through this so let's say for example you mean like you're all not, hands on yeah deck. like you let's say all hands don't go on <laughs> yeah. deck on this one you know what i mean but the certain percentage do let's say 10 percent of them go on does that right. still give you in your soul's journey meaning marguerite does that still give you the impact that you need to or does it give you a point of like ah oh, shit i gotta do this again and come back and I know. I know. do this again like, <laughs> what does that even look like for you like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. yeah, we don't know we don't know which way it's going to go and whether I might have to reincarnate again. <laughs> I mean, um, or if yeah. you a couple hundred years, maybe we'll be able to pull it off. I, I, yeah, I know. That, that's possible. Too. Or maybe everybody well, just watches the show and, it and just gets to it together yeah. and, and starts to connect. Well, that's thing, the thing. Yeah. These things go out. This is the right use of media channels. Thank you. Um, because there's been such misuse of media channels that's going on continually 24 seven. And these beings are coming in with their little fear bombs and their AI bombs and their viral bombs and all this stuff. Exactly. Thank you both for doing, you know, using. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your but, service for real. You know, I mean, I would say it's it just, this just has to go viral in the best possible way for people to go, wow, does this resonate for two? Whoa, how do I totally reconfigure my mind, body, spirit based on that information now? That will have a DNA activation within you. And then you'll go out and you'll do things or you'll have realizations or you'll teach this or you, you know, you'll be putting a vibration out. I mean, it's all gonna be like that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm just doing what I can. I think all of us who've come in at this time are just and are alert aware of the other dimensions of reality and what's going down. We're all just doing what we can. We're working with the beings of love, light, and wisdom, you know, asking for their help and hoping we can take it as far along as we can in our natural lifetime. And then we'll see. That brings up a great point. Um, from your perspective, from your knowledge, from your intuition, uh, let's just say the Palladians or the Octorians, have they been birthed through this golden light, this virgin golden birth light? Yes, I talk about this a lot. The Pleiades are the seven mothers of humanity, the seven sisters of the Pleiades. They are all virgin birth beings. And I talk about this in various of my courses. They have names and they were the problem there is they attempted to have divine birth and give issue of beings onto the planet, but they got hijacked too. Their stories are they got raped by Zeus, they one got raped by Ares, they got raped, a few of them got raped. Wow. And so they ended up giving birth to the seed of these reptilian Anunnaki beings on the planet. And that's why the Pleiades have karma here and they're trying to make up for it. I got that's you. one of the things. Okay. But these seven mothers of the, the list, world, <laughs> you know, so these seven Pleiadian sisters, these seven mothers of the world, the Greeks even knew that the, they seeded the large portion of humanity, which means everybody has DNA, Pleiadian DNA from that seeding which unfortunately got all mixed up in with that. And then the Orions, this is in the Greek myth, the Orions continued to pursue these women in unwanted fashion sexually. So this means they were continuing, these lizard beings were continuing to want to use them in their breeding programs. Yep. The Pleiades as represented by these seven sisters, but they are in large part, our seven mothers of the world. 
And they do carry the vibration of DNA of unity consciousness. So if we want to connect with unity consciousness, we have to go, wow, let's pluck the strings of the Pleiadian DNA right now. Exactly. Is that in the teachings exactly. of your seven sisters mystery school? Yes. I have a course called reclaiming our starry origins. It's not even, I, I'm, I'm going to resurrect it, but um, I also talk about this in my, um, well, it, it's mostly there, but in, in various courses, I've talked about it, but it's a, and I'm going to be talking about it with, um, you know, Neil Gower mm -hmm. on his board. No, very well. yeah. I'm going to give the lec, I'm going to give that presentation on the Pleiades as the seven mothers of the world. Wonderful. It's coming up in April. Okay. So be there for that because I'll be letting, you know, letting loose and the whole connection with Atlantis there as well. Excellent. Right on, right on. And the links will all be in the description below everybody. So yeah. wow, this is very cool. Uh, it's uh, very nice to meet your spirit soul sister. Thank you very much That's for, uh, yeah, yeah, really. And, um, yeah. A lot of, a uh, lot of love on your journey. Okay. So Marguerite's information, all of her information, everybody will be in the description below. So do make sure you check it out. So when, when they come to this event that's coming up in Sedona and all, what experience when they're going to get there, what experience do you envision people getting when they come to watch you? Um, well, I'm going to talk in more detail about Mary's conception technology, what she did, what she went through. And then we're going to be looking about looking at this aspect of, of, doing this divine birth within ourselves, because we have to move from waiting for the priestess on high, you know, to give us a divine avatar into becoming the divine avatar. So that's it. we're going to be doing a, a guided journey into that to activate some more light codes within. Very cool. Wonderful. Very cool. Bless you. Much love on your journey. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us as you always do. We hope you enjoyed our guest as much as we did. And we'll see you I'm all sure next you time. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And together with Marguerite's help, we are turning the universal key to global harmony and we will create a unified world. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Many blessings. We'd like to share a story. While it may sound fictional, it's very real and happening right now in front of our very eyes. It's called the Great Awakening. Our sisters and brothers that come on Spiritually Raw are doing everything to help expand global consciousness, and in many cases, putting everything on the line to share their messages about what's happening around the world for the greater good of humanity. We are living in the most unbelievable times. Some may even say biblical, scary for many and yet exhilarating for others. Together we are taking part in getting everyone acclimated to the great awakening process and the exciting new discoveries that lie ahead. The sad part is many of our amazing guests are being heavily censored, socially shamed and outright banned on many platforms for exposing the truth and piercing the veil. By becoming a viewer, you bring your powerful energy towards this global movement of other truth seekers. If you're resonating with our show, please let us know by hitting the like button, sharing, subscribing, turn on the notification, and leave some comments. Together, we will turn the universal key to global harmony and create a unified world. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Thanks and God bless patriots worldwide. Hi, everybody. April and Jay here from Spiritually Raw. Welcome to Spiritually Raw Secrets to Broadcasting Riches. Now, uh, you're probably wondering, why did you guys put this course together? Well, this is truly a compilation of all of our experiences, our ups, our downs, our pitfalls, what's worked, what hasn't worked over the past 10 years. And the number one question that we continually get literally to this day is, how are you guys making money broadcasting. So we figured we'd put together a course because there's no better time than right now for everyone to get off the bleachers and start speaking to help raise the vibration of the planet. So we put together a course that is so easy to follow, but not only is it very easy to follow and it's, and it's our experiences, but in the course, you're going to meet six other people, no, actually 10 other people that took it along with us. They are are in the journey, you're going to, you're going to hear about their wins, their losses, their successes, their pitfalls, and what's preventing them or has prevented them from making money 
in the media world. So in addition to that, we also understand the fact that we and we wanted to bring this element to the secrets to broadcasting, which is to you. So for those of you who are very serious about saying, okay, I need to give this a go. I got a voice out there. It's time for me to let that voice loose and share my truth with people. And you also need to know, okay, well, how do I do this so I can support my family and make a business out of this, right? So we also tie in the spiritual aspect of it. So in the course, you will learn the specific steps that April and I use to that we connect with at a divine level to get that inspiration that really fuels us on a day-to-day -day basis that really gives us the creativity we need that gives us the direction we need and really also taps us into our future selves to give us the roadmap so we know that we know with predictability what the outcome of these are going to look like and you will get that same essence and same feeling as we go through this together now this course is for everyone if you're a beginner and you have absolutely no idea where to start or you've been at it it could be for months or years and you're not just you're not feel like you're not gaining any financial traction the easiest way to get to where you want to be is find people or a mentor or experts in the area that you are looking to become an expert in and model what they're doing and model what they've done in the past. And this is exactly verbatim what we have done in this master course. We've done this for 10 years. We've taken a lot of that out of the way for you. So you don't have to go through that same journey that we have okay you can just go right there pass go collect your 200 bucks and hopefully a lot cut more out, out of fat. it cut out all <laughs> the fat and everything that comes along with it this is a really great time right now we need people out there we need people out there that are expressing their voices because as you know this is what your truth is what will raise the vibration of the planet and if we can collectively raise this vibration together we are going to manifest everything that we're hearing out there and so do your part if this is on if this is on your radar right now to have your own show to continue your own show and really give it a blast off take this course you really want to take this course because it will give you every specific step that you need and if you like our style which you know you, you probably are right now because you're watching it and much love and thank you for that then just we're sharing everything with you we're putting it all out there for you so click on the link below you know what though yeah don't take our word for it forget about everything we just said <laughs> All you have to do is go down and watch all the testimonials yeah. of the people that have already taken the course and then make your own decision from there. Yeah. All you have to do is watch the testimonials, click the link and away you go.